When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Decibel Geek Podcast with Aaron Camaro and Chris Sinzak. Welcome, welcome back, folks, to the Decibel Geek Podcast. I am Chris Sinzak. I am your host. Aaron Camaro will be joining me shortly for our special guest interview today. I want to go ahead and just thank everyone for listening to the show. Uh, we got a lot of new listeners lately. We've been really good about updating the show every week, even though I've been through quite a lot of stuff lately uh, in the personal life. Uh, marriage is strong and everything, but lots of car trouble and money issues. But, uh, hey, I'm not going to sit here and bitch all day on the uh, podcast because most people are like just get to the damn interview so um let's go ahead and tell you what you're in for today we are we have a special interview with loretta caravella who is better known as the sister of eric carr the late great eric card former drummer of kiss who we lost tragically two early years ago um this is a great discussion we had with loretta she recently put out uh, a couple of months ago uh, unfinished business which is a cd of basically unfinished ideas that, uh, that eric carr had put on tape um, and she's fleshed them out with special guests coming in to play on the album. There's some very well-known names on this record, and um, she, they transformed some some of these old tracks and even just basic demos into some pretty amazing songs. And we're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about Eric's life. We're going to talk about what it was like when he started with Kiss. Um, we'll talk about Eric's audition tape, which some of that was actually used for the new album. We're going to talk about the rumors about Vinnie Vincent owning Eric Carr's makeup design. She's going to help clear that up for people. People have not, you know, known what's happened with that. Um, we're going to have his rumors about how uh, her family's relationship with Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley and what went down towards the end of Eric's life, and we'll, we'll get into that a little bit also. We'll try to answer some questions for you, some questions that have burned up uh, Kiss message boards for years. As you all know, we are all big Kiss fans here, so you know we thought this would be a good way to do it. There's also a little bit of uh, a preview to a new project involving Eric, a couple of new projects involving Eric Carr that are going to be coming down the pike soon, hopefully. One involving uh, special candid photos, and I know KISS fans just like me love all the candid photos of KISS. We can't get enough of that stuff. So without further ado, I'm not going to take up too much time with this intro, and we'll go ahead and get on with the interview. Here is me and Aaron Camaro talking with Loretta Caravella. Let's go ahead and talk about the CD right off the bat, uh, Unfinished Business, and um, this came out just a couple of months back, and uh, 
what's the response been to the CD so far? Uh, it's been it's been great. I thought you know I figured like maybe somebody would say you know well stuff is a lot of it's incomplete or whatever. A lot of it's demos, all right. So you said you didn't hear it, but mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a link where you can really listen to it. Oh, that'd be great. Um, and I'll send you you know a few copies. Um, but what it is is we took some of my brother's stuff that wasn't finished. Okay, so now you're getting a picture as to why it's called unfinished business mm-hmm. and got some really great musicians in. And they took it on themselves, and they completed the songs. Like, if you listen to Shandy, we had my brother's vocals from a, a Dat tape when he auditioned. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they were just isolated vocals. Mm-hmm. So I took the vocals, and I gave it to a friend of mine in Los Angeles, Charles Sedlak. He put guitars and everything to it, and then um, a, a trance singer, uh, Marsha Jewell, put the vocals so I don't know if you've heard that yeah I've, I've heard a good chunk of it um, actually heard a lot of that on the podcast episode and um, yeah, the kids are digging it I mean they really like it and it's amazing what you can do with technology nowadays oh yeah. it is yeah yeah technology and love because let me tell you a lot of it was a labor of love for, for everybody involved yeah. it, could, it wouldn't, you know wouldn't have ended up the way it did and it, it really did I mean There's a remake of All Hell's Breaking Loose with VO2. They're phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And, and there's Car Jam with Joey from VO2 doing, um, you know, the, the drum solo and Key Marsala is on it. It's, it's really a great CD. I'm surprised how it came out myself. Yeah, the, uh, the Shandy track is of interest to me because years and years ago, uh, I was doing trades with another Kiss fan from another part of the country, which you know how we all are, all the Kiss fans are with trading stuff. He, um, if it were trading, is that, oh, that's a nice way of putting it, trading. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> it's a nice legal term, you know. Well, we, we were, it, there was no money involved, but it was, um, Okay. he wound up sending me just, it was, it was just like a Kiss master demos thing of demos that had flown, you know, come around. And one of the, one of the CDs was uh, his audition cd or tape i guess and um so i heard that shandy track long time ago and just hearing mm-hmm. hearing how you guys transformed it is just it's, it's pretty amazing well, it, was, it was the luck of the draw because if you listen to the whole audition tape mm-hmm. i, I the, the first time i saw that audition tape i saw it on ebay mm-hmm. believe it or not really yeah somebody i guess somebody found it somewhere in a warehouse uh, huh. you know there's the word found again Yeah, it was found. And somebody was auctioning it on eBay, and I saw it. And believe it or not, I happened to know the guy Mm -hmm. that was auctioning it. Um, Someone, I believe, in Russia bought it. Wow. Okay, but all it was was a cassette. Uh Okay, um, so I, I managed to get a copy of that very, very early on directly from the cassette tape. And that was before I even, you know, thought about doing the CD. That had nothing to do with it. But if if you listen to the the four tracks, my brother sang over, you know, some songs by Van Halen and everything. And those were all one, what is it, mono or something? Mm-hmm. But when he did Shandy, he he did it on two different, he did it on two channels. Mm-hmm. So 
we just got lucky because, you know, when you switched the, the left and the right, you got his vocals in one mm-hmm. and the music in the other. Oh, yeah. right. So it wasn't all that stuck happened. together. There was yeah. no way of really isolating that, but it was, I guess it was meant to be. Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. That's very cool. Um, yeah. Well, t- t- give me a little, just give me a little vibe of what it was like um, when he first found out that he got the job in, in Kiss. Did did he seriously think going into that audition that he was going to get the get the job, or, or did he think, no, nah, there's no way they're going to hire me for this? You know, it, it's like everybody was doing their own thing in the house. I, I don't know if you have siblings. I do. Do you? Anybody? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so, you know, you're you're out playing with your friends. And who cares where your brother is? Right. You know? Sure. Who cares where your sister is? Oh, she's a, and and it is it is actually a part in, in your life where you kind of lose track of your siblings. You don't <laughs> remember what they're doing. But I mean, I knew he was auditioning for a band. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, he was very quiet about it. My mom and dad knew it, but he he was in and out. There was nothing like oh, guess what? Um, they this happened and that. It it was he was he was in and out. Mm-hmm. Okay, but then it started to get exciting because then Bill LaCoin called the house. I got a call from Bill. Uh, I was, you know, in the kitchen. He was in the bathroom, my brother actually, you know, doing his hair. He had an afro and everything. And I had a great afro. Yeah, it was great. Oh, it was phenomenal. Um, And I says, it's Bill LaCoin. And he says, oh, oh, they want me to come back, you know, like that. So, (laughs) but it, it really didn't click. Mm-hmm. I tell you, it didn't click until it, 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 he, he got in. It was like he, he wasn't in, and then he was in. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's how quick it happened. Well, l- let me ask you this, because um, as I mentioned in the emails that we sent back and forth, I wanted to ask some questions that have basically been like hot topics of debate regarding his time in the band and his relationships with the guys. Um, right. Did did he would he ever go on and on about Gene and Paul being difficult to work for, or was he pretty happy at, at, with? Or if he did, when did that start, or was he was he under pressure right from the get go? Do you think? And, you know, it was it was he he very rarely brought his job home or whatever mm-hmm. he did home. And I mean, once in a while you could see if he was in a bad mood mm-hmm. if he came home. Right. You know, or you'd hear him in his room on the phone with somebody or something. It was like any other. Job. I mean, he never would come home and say, "Oh, Gene did this or Gene did that." I mean, he he wanted a little more input than he had, mm-hmm. you know. And um, yeah, because that's sure that's, that that's be- the key to it too, right there. Because he wasn't working for, you know, he wasn't working with Gene and Paul. He was definitely working for them as an employee. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And and you know, uh, but as as the years went by, he got more input because he became such a popular member. Mm-hmm. That it was no more, you know, like a a gun for hire. He was he was actually somebody for sure. In the band, right? And you know, it uh, he he had his own personality. Okay. Um, but as far as he he would talk more to my parents than than me mm-hmm. about stuff like that. You know, he he might make a little remark once in a while, but it wasn't like the everyday thing. It was like a normal thing that you'd say at your job. You know, I right. can't stand this one, or I don't want to do this, or eh, don't tell him I'm not here. You know, that sort of stuff. Right. I do that every day at work, even when sure. I'm there. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> I guess even if you're, whether you're you're drumming for Kiss or sweeping the floor somewhere in a restaurant, you know, a job is still a job at the end of the it's day. It's a job, yeah. 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 And you're going to have your ups and downs. And, you know, I mean, he was a very autistic person. And, and 
musically great. I mean, if you you heard Vercology, you hear some mm-hmm. of his other stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah. what the hell, you know, it, it, it could have been a solo album. Oh, absolutely, and there was quite a few songs over the years that, you know, you guys have unearthed that I just, I don't see why they didn't make the Kiss albums, personally. Um, there was some, yeah, some great stuff, which, you know, makes this new CD all that much better, to, right. you know, to get some of this material out no, to the I, fans. I wish I had more stuff. I mean, a, a, um, a lot of the stuff, that's the, you know, the quotes or something, mm-hmm. um, was nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. Um, there's stuff out there. I just got to find it. Yeah, yeah. you just got to start checking eBay more often. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, well, you know, well, look at the boards, and I'll track yeah. it down yeah, somehow. Exactly. But it, it's out there. I mean, there's an immense amount of stuff my brother worked on. Mm-hmm. Um, when I used to go to his apartment in the city, I mean, he had a wall full of stuff, and you know, and I don't know what happened to it. Yeah. But, well, that's one of them things, you know. As the, as it keeps coming out, you know, and you keep finding stuff. You know that there's always fans out there going to be, you know, interested in it and want and want to hear it because you know Eric Carr was such a huge piece of Kiss, you know, and and as a Kiss fan, you know, I just I loved Eric Carr, you know, and I, Chris, Chris, I know you feel the same way, mm-hmm. you know, that he he was, you know, and at first it seemed like you said he was a hired gun, but right. you know it only takes a certain amount of time to somebody that's really talented and really creative to you know somebody's going to have to say all right we have to give this guy a canvas to paint on. You know, it's too good. Genuine. Yeah. That's the key. Is that it it wasn't an act. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? He he really loved the kids and he loved what he was doing. Let me um, let me tell you my uh, Eric Carr story. Now I never got to actually meet Eric, but um, my first concert was the Hot in the Shade tour in 1990, which, as we all know, was Eric's last tour with the band. And um, uh, I was, I guess, I was about 12 or 13 at the time, and. my brother, my older brother and his girlfriend took me to the show by ourselves and our car wound up, uh, the battery wound up dying in the car during the show because my brother left the headlights on. And um, about three o'clock in the morning, my brother wound up calling my father to come pick us up because we didn't know what was wrong with the car because we were stupid. And um, he, uh, him and my mom drive out and, well, actually it probably wasn't three o'clock. It was, it was late. I know it was in the middle of the night. And they drive out, and some of the crew is still in the backstage area. And now you mentioned your brother's name, right? My brother. Oh, my brother's name was Eric, and also, and my mom had no clue of who Eric Carr was. She just knew I was a fan of the band. So my dad and my mom pull into the to the wrong entrance at the amphitheater, and they end up going to the backstage area where all the 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 crew's loading out everything else. Yeah. And my mom gets out of the car and she starts screaming, "Eric, Eric, where are you, Eric?" <laughs> Next thing we know, one of the crew members comes up and he's like, "Ma'am, he's already left for the hotel." And she's like, "What are you talking about?" He goes, you're looking for Eric, right? She's like, yeah, my son, Eric. He goes, oh, I thought you were lo- looking for Eric Carr. She's like, who the hell is Eric Carr? <laughs> so, but, uh, Imagine this middle-aged I, woman out there. Close to meeting him. Yeah, he, yeah. She thought, she well, thought he... think about that, yeah. how close, you know, she Yeah, the, they could have said, oh, he's right over here. Let me get him yeah, for you. Well, the crew member thought... If he, if he would have heard her, he probably would have came out and started talking to her. Oh, I know he would. But yeah, the crew you member know. was like, thought she was some sort of lovesick groupie. <laughs> so... <laughs> 
out. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. sure there was plenty of them. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's 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 one of his vices. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But if I was, uh, tell you, if I was uh, his age and had his lifestyle. Oh, I'd yeah. go for it. You know? Yeah, sure. why not? You yeah. Might as well live it up while you can. I'd get a different name. I'd be called something else. But you know, <laughs> that's the way it works. Yeah, guys always get guys a get a pat on the back. <laughs> Contemplating the mysteries of the universe, like what were Metallica and Lou Reed smoking? This is the Decibel Geek Podcast. Do, um, what are your memories? Did you get to have very much interaction with the other guys in the band? Bruce Kulick, we knew very well. I still know him. Uh-huh. Um, we talk, you know, a lot, and we do things together mm-hmm. uh, all over the internet. Like he was really involved with the CD, and you know, he helped promote it, and uh, he was on some of the songs. We used some of the tracks, and you know, he just did videos for us. He, he was really. Always a friend to my brother mm-hmm. and, and to the family. He was always there for us. Um, as far as Gene and Paul, hmm, no, I don't think I heard from them for about 20 years. Really? But but not because, you know, there were any kind of words or anything. It just it just mm-hmm. didn't work that way, you know. Mm-hmm. That's what happens sometimes. I, I was never friends with them, basically. We knew them. We would go. He'd say hello. Gene was always polite. Paul was nice, you know. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like, you know, hey, can I hang out with you and party, you know. Yeah. My brother would never allow that. Right. Never, yeah. Yeah, he would. You know, have to, he'd go out with you know home with twenty women if I if I was there. You know that was not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, let's, um, let's all let's all keep our sisters away from Gene yeah, Simmons, yeah, right? Exactly. My sister with a big mouth out of here. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me um let let me ask you a few things that um let me ask you a few things that have been brought up on message boards and maybe you can help dispel some of the rumors and this i'm not i don't have a dog in this hunt i'm just asking as a fan from some of the stuff i read and who better to ask than you who you know you handle things for eric at this point um well one thing that i've i've been hearing over the years is that vinnie vincent actually owns eric carr's makeup design along with his own is that true i heard that too and and from from what Someone told me a, a lawyer that it's not it's it's not not he doesn't know or there's some kind of technical thing with the way it's drawn or mm-hmm. something. I mean, I I just know a lawyer. He helps me with stuff, and mm-hmm. I just happen to ask him. Um, I think if it, if if he did own the makeup, it, it, you'd know about it more than that. Right, I would think I so too think because he'd be sitting in a room somewhere. Mm-hmm. Right, because if Vinnie Vincent owned the rights to even his own makeup. You know, isn't right. he barred from using that? As far as I know, he is. No, I, I don't. I wouldn't think so. I mean, I mean, I use my brother's makeup on stuff. A well, lot. and I was going to ask you that because you know the rumors that he owns it. I didn't know if if you had had any contact with Vinny over the unfinished business CD because it has that makeup no. design on the cover. No, you see, that that photograph was was licensed from a photographer. I got so you. anybody uh-huh. can use. A picture with my brother with makeup on a book or anything like that. Okay. Now, if they start to, you know, make little dolls running around and mm-hmm. little cars with my brother's head coming out of it, mm-hmm. 
then there's a problem, you know, because that's more or less merchandising. But oh. you can take, you can license a a photo of my brother from a mask and and put it on the front of, of a book if you write it or a CD. I got you. Okay. It's the photographer that owns it. Right. It's the photograph you're you're buying. You're not right. buying the makeup. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Because some people brought that up and they're like, "Oh, does, is Vinny, is Vinny trying to be like an evil mastermind by trying to own all of these makeup designs and stuff?" No, and... I, I don't. Do, <laughs> I, you see it out there. I mean, Gene uh-huh. and Paul um, use it all the time. I mean, it's just. It, I think that it belongs to them. Basically, it's a right. gray area. Yeah. yeah. So then, in that in that instance, um, when you're releasing, you know, stuff for Eric. Does Gene, because I know Kiss is pretty tight-reined on their merchandise and their name and their likeness. Mm-hmm. Have they had any issues with you coming out with anything Eric Carr-related? No, as long as I don't use the Kiss logo, I don't think I'll ever see them again. Oh, okay. Hmm. okay. To be very honest. I got you. Um, because it's, it's my brother's likeness. Mm-hmm. We, we do own the name and the likeness. We own his, it, it, that name, Eric Carr, with that face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Belongs to the, the, the estate, to us. Right. Um, the makeup, it's jeans and, and Paul's. Mm-hmm. It's a gray area because my brother's face is underneath. Right. And right. that's what forms that image. Right. So it's, that's something that we really never, we never went to a lawyer for anything like that and stuff. I, I just do stuff very simple. Mm-hmm. I don't abuse. I'm not looking to abuse anything or hurt anybody. Um, and it's good for Kiss anyway when I put something out. Like sure, that. sure, absolutely yeah. it is. You know, Keeps the interest fired up. They but... actually uh, ordered a couple of bobbleheads for their uh, office. They did. Nice. Oh, that's yeah, good well, I know the address. They don't think I do, but I do. <laughs> I on the package when I sent it. You know, but they, they, didn't, you know, they are cute. The bobbles are adorable, uh-huh. you know, <laughs> that, that we put out. That's awesome. Okay, so just to clear that up, you haven't been contacted by Vinny saying you can't use blah, 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 right? No, nobody says, says, I do my little thing here. Okay. I try to do it as legal as possible. You know, I pay all my royalties to any music that was used mm-hmm. that didn't belong to my family. And um, that's it. Okay. You know, that's why I want to keep it. Okay. That's a good way to keep it. You know, the less yeah. drama involved, that keeps it open for you to keep finding more yeah, stuff I mean, out there that's hidden and keep here. releasing it so we can enjoy people. it. Mm-hmm. You know, regular people, and you know, I don't want my house taken away from me. I hear you. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, for providing a service, a great service to a lot of fans. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they love it. I mean, I get emails from people that are in their 20s, 17, 18. So it's not only the older generation, which is, is really surprising to me. That's what I'm finding out about the CD, that I'm getting young kids. Mm-hmm. And it's the kids probably that are just starting to get into KISS and they're, they're researching the history. Mm-hmm. Or a lot of them are the, the children of the, 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 you know, my generation. Right, right. That, you know, said, if you don't listen to KISS, I'll kill you. You know, <laughs> that, that, uh, you know how that is. You, you just keep putting the same record on like a robot, you know. Yeah. Uh, the, and that's what the, the older KISS fans do. Well, the, the thing with the younger KISS fans that you mentioned just blows me away. Because, like, even... When I was, you know, 12 and discovering the band, and, and this was in the 80s when they weren't wearing the megas, when Eric was drumming for them around Crazy Nights, um, right. even during that time, I had people saying, those guys are old. And then, like, look at look at us this many years later. Right. And, and we're still talking about And then there's still kids that are getting into them, you know. What, um, oh, there's so many. Because this, I, I believe, is, a, is, a, is a, like a legend. It's, it's something that you're always going to see in history books. It's like, you know, uh, Elvis Presley. I mean, it's... 
there are names that will always be around no matter how many years go by or how big or small they are. It's yeah. something that's part of rock history. Yeah. Have you heard about the uh, the 13-year-old kid with the uh, KISS podcast? No. He's a, this kid named Cassius. He's a 13-year-old up in Canada, and he's got his own KISS podcast he's had for out for a year. And it just it and he's even been on the news in Canada for it already. It's just a, it, it's just amazing how they're always converting kids into into their stuff now. It's just amazing. Well, you know, and that's the thing, you know, because it doesn't matter when it came out. I mean, good music is good music, mm-hmm. and that's the bottom line. It doesn't matter yeah. if it's the Beatles or if it's like you said, Elvis or Kiss or mm-hmm. you know, Guns and Roses or whoever. You know, good music is good music, that's and people right. are going to seek it out and they're going to want to know the history behind it. You know, can you imagine yeah. being a kid today? And just discovering Kiss, and then having to look back at all the things that they've come out with over yeah. the years, all the different interesting things, Eric Carr, everything. Well, you know, of course, most of the stuff years ago was probably more interesting than just the garbage they have out now. Amen, Amen to that. Yeah, it is. I mean, you still see, you know, you go uh, VH1 and all these things. It's like, you know, there's people up there that, that you know meet crutches, and they're still jumping on the uh-huh. stage, and it's like. It fascinates me because I always say to my friends, you know, if I, if I, when my mother was growing up and my father, they'd say, oh, you know, Frankie Valley, and not Frankie Valley, like uh, Mario Lanza and Gene Krupa and Benny Goodman, and I'd say, oh, get away, man, with that stuff. Yeah. Oh, how old-fashioned you are. (laughs) And then it's the same principle now because you have the Stones, you have Zeppelin, you have all these older people that are in their 60s and yet they're accepted as being young, which is really good for my generation because it doesn't make you feel as old. Right. <laughs> we're eternally young. We're, we're caught right in there with them with that. I yeah. Think, I yeah, think... no, I feel pretty young when I sit and watch VH1, you know. Heck yeah. And see all these bands, and then you see all these 20-year-old kids jumping around like, you know, mm-hmm. they, they, they just came out. Oh, and I think, right. I think media today has had a huge hand in that with the Internet and everything because it's like through yep. the power of stuff like YouTube – you know, all that old stuff is new again because people mm-hmm. get to discover it all over again. Through or that. even us oh, old timers yeah. get to see it for the first time sometimes. Yeah. You know, just like this Eric Carr CD where it's like you oh, yeah. think you know it. You know, you think you know it all. Mm-hmm. And you think you've yep. heard it all. But wait, there's more. You know, and here you go. Enjoy that. Well, there is actually. You know, I have like tons of, of stuff, um, more pre-kiss stuff. But I mean, I have... You know, stuff from Bionic Boogie, I have stuff from Flasher, I have rehearsals, I have all kinds of stuff that I probably can release and the kids would really dig it because my brother sings a lot of it and it's really cool, you could hear him talking and stuff, but, you know, there's a lot of logistics that I, I couldn't release it because it's like over 40 years old. But I'd rather get in touch with the people that are in it and say, look, would you mind? Or, you know, what do you want for this? Or, yeah. You know, but most people would just take the stuff and throw it out there and, and, and sell it without. I mean, there's stuff, you know, overseas that's selling that they don't ask permission. Mm-hmm. Or they're recording songs that they're just, they're not paying royalties on. Yeah. So, but I'd rather do it the right way. And maybe, you know, in a year or two, I'll, I'll come out with another CD of, of I got enough stuff, believe me when I tell you. <laughs> That's good. Great. Well, it's That's good to good hear news. that. Yeah. Okay. Well, what do you like to hear? I mean, do you like, um, see, like I have songs from Rockology, but I have demo versions, like different versions of Tierra. I have different versions of um, what's the other Nightmare. There's all like, demo stuff that's, that's the like, stuff that fascinates I me i seem to forget i'm not a fan and uh-huh. and the fans tell me oh that's great i'd love to hear some of that stuff oh sure know? if i mean like if anything kiss related if i can hear anything from any member of demo stuff of them just 
even just goofing off in the studio, I consider that a treasure. Yeah, you know? for sure. Well, you heard a lot of the stuff from when he was 17, right? Uh-huh. Like in and all that. Yeah, there's some great stuff there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I actually, you know, gave it to the kids. I gave them, like, maybe 10 CDs worth of, of stuff from Creation, from uh, Selman. We just gave it out, you know, mm-hmm. when he, years ago. And a lot of it's out there, but I, I have a lot more of it. Um, I have a cute rehearsal when they're doing, uh, he, he recorded a song with someone named Crystal Collins. Mm-hmm. And this was when he was 17. I don't know if you heard the songs. It's a female singer and they're backing her up. No, I haven't heard And that. I have the rehearsals on tape. Where, you know, you could hear them going over it and laughing and stuff. And that kind of stuff is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. It gives yeah. you a little peek into the, you know their actual personalities. You know of guys you look at. You know for Eric or you know whoever else you you know musically you enjoy. You know because yeah. the bands are on a different level than we mere mortals. You know they're but to be able to look into the, like who they are and their personality when you know when there's nothing to lose, they're just cutting back and having a good time or whatever. You know yeah. that is really cool. I always enjoy. I that. like that stuff better. Even I like that stuff better. Even when I'm looking at pictures, I like to see pictures outside of the band. Sure. Putting an end to ugly rumors, Gene Simmons does not have a cow's tongue. You're listening to the Decibel Geek Podcast. Listen to the Decibel Geek Podcast on your iPhone, Android phone, BlackBerry, and WebOS phones with Stitcher. Stitcher's smart radio for your phone. Find it in your app store or at stitcher.com. Stitcher Smart Radio, the smarter way to listen to radio. Yeah. And that leads me into that I'm putting out a trading card set with uh, 50 cards. Really? Nice. And it's all uh, like pictures my brother took on tour. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. That's going to be cool. I mean, not all of them. Can I tell you why? You know, Lydia Chris gave me a couple of shots, and I have a couple from some of his security guards that were never released. But oh, cool. the rest of the shots are like from his tons of photo albums. You know, Gene, there's a nice one with Gene um, doing the fire, but he's got his shirt, you know, regular shirt and pants on. And he's, you know, and there's another one with him sleeping on the bus and stuff. You know, <laughs> just things like that kind of stuff I thought would be cool oh those are great yeah, yeah. especially good like i kiss plane there's a picture of a plane with the kiss logo on oh it. yeah yeah and uh well that reminds me that you mentioned lydia chris because that's it i'm totally fascinated with that idea because I, i'm i'm not sure have you seen her book that she put out i seen it not in my hands uh-huh. but uh, you know she she i know it's a great book but that's what that's what made that book so special was all the candid behind the scenes photos and that's what all the fans will eat up yeah because she was on the road with them for years just running around with her camera mm-hmm. snapping all kinds of photos of them yeah well her shots are, are like better than mine in terms of like shot professionally because my brother was a photographer he he you know, did that in, in high school. He, he actually, um, if you go on eBay right now, um, there's some f- photographs he shot mm-hmm. that I'm auctioning off was his homework assignments, and these are actually photographs with his handwriting describing what they are and stuff. Oh, cool. Um, we have tons. I mean, I have tons of his homework and artwork. So, you know, we got to share it with the kids because uh, whatever I make, I put right back into the next thing. Okay. But okay, so, you know, the card set's an expen- expensive proposition, but, um, 
besides that, it's it's the stuff in it is, is really cool. But it's not like you would t- t- a photographer would take. It was like you and me would take. Mm-hmm. Right. No, that but that's the interesting stuff. That's yeah, that's yeah. what makes it better. I mean, there's a million pictures out there of Eric Carr posing with the band and stuff, you know. That's yeah. that stuff you can see all over the place, but the candid shots, mm-hmm. you know, that's something special. You know, that's a sneak peek into somebody's life that you admire, you know, and that's that makes it that much yeah. more special, I think. Well, there's one shot there um sometimes, you know, he would give his roadie the, the camera while he was on stage. And there's one shot that's really really nice. It's from the back and he's you, it's like you were laying on the floor and he's standing up he actually standing up on the drum that mm-hmm. he jumps uh-huh. up and you're looking from the perspective of actually looking up and seeing him standing up like you're laying right by the bass drum and looking up it's a it's really a nice shot that sounds awesome yeah you know? sounds yeah, cool. yeah and they, they he just happened you know the roadie to ke- capture it good and then this my brother took his own shots, basically. He always had a fascination shooting his drum kits in the stage while it was being made and mm. things like that. But that's something you and I would do when you just take sure. shots. You know? yeah. I always got the impression that he was as big of a fan of the band as the, all the fans were when he was in it. When, was he a big fan of them? Well, well, not before he got in the band, but like when... When he was a, as as he was a part of the band, I got a fe- the feeling that he would get just as jazzed about Kiss as the fans would, you know. Well, he um he didn't like them. Oh, I know. Going in, <laughs> he didn't. Mean before. Oh, he was he wasn't a Kiss fan. No, he was into Zeppelin and, and things yeah. like that. John Bonham. Yeah, was his I guy. mean, yeah, that yeah, yeah, that shows. Kiss. Yeah, Nobody that was shows. into Kiss. I wasn't into Kiss. I was like, you know. Oh no, I'm not saying that he was a fan beforehand. But I'm saying when he was in the band, it seemed like he had as much of a passion for the group while he was oh, playing. Oh, well, he was in it, it to get it. It was to die for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I think you know, anything else. And that's the thing, like Eric too. You know, he seems like it always seems to me like he had like a childlike soul. You know, mm-hmm. that the guy was just so happy you know so you know i don't know you just you get a good feeling when you think about eric Carr. you know people and he appreciated what he had yeah and that's what a lot of people don't don't do today yeah and his uh he was just thankful for everything that he had it was like he always said what he always say he says this is like a dream come true for me it's a dream come and you heard him in interviews say that (laughs) and he really meant it i mean Mm -hmm. you know in in i i have on a receipt with him fixing stoves where he wrote his job and it was january 1980 <laughs> all right he wrote that he fixed the, the gas pipe and this and that and on the on the job ticket and then where is he in kiss four months later yeah right imagine imagine going from that to that That's you know going from four months in, 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 only in a four, four months, months span. Because I, I was amazed i said wow this is you know january 1980 and by april uh-huh. You know, he was auditioning and, and practically in. And then by uh, November, he was playing the packed stadiums in Australia. Yep. Right, amazing. because you see, you never know. Your life can change on a dime. It certainly can. That's for sure. Well, if you got the heart and you put the effort, you know, anything can happen mm-hmm. for you. You just got to get out there and make it happen sometimes. Yeah, he never gave up. I mean, he worked during the day and he, you know, came home and he, he 
did it 24 hours a day, the music. Well, you know, I mean, he, he worked. Mm-hmm. It's not like some people, they just want to do that and they don't want to know about anything else. Right. Well, that's not the way life is, you know. You, sometimes you have to do the things you don't want to do and then you go home and do the things you, you want to do and hopefully everything happens, you know. Right. Now, let me ask you this, and this I know, and if if you don't, if you'd rather not talk about this, it's a delicate subject. But you tell me, there's a lot of one of the biggest rumor things that goes around and gets sparks arguments back and forth amongst fans is this rumor that goes around, and I don't know if Greg Prado covered this in his book or not, about the whole issue with Eric's insurance towards the end of his time. Um, can you comment on that at all? Mm. I don't really want to go there. You don't. <laughs> you know, no, no. It's it, it's it's at this juncture, it's not relevant anymore, is it? Like like I said, I don't know too much, and and that's something that uh, is kind of we don't go there. Okay, I understand. That's totally fair. I, okay, I just yeah. I hope you don't. It was a crazy time for everybody. <clears throat> we just don't go there. Yeah, I understand. But the oh. uh, the important thing at this point is keeping his spirit and his music going. And um, yeah, I mean, you gain nothing mm-hmm. by you know, you know, maybe somebody writing a book may have a good time, you know, writing something uh, true or not true. Because mm-hmm. when somebody's gone, there's no way to really verify. You could say whatever yeah. you want. I mean, right. you have people running around saying my brother has twelve kids, and then you find out the kid's uh, four years old. Right. Yeah. yeah. How he did it, he had to be pretty damn amazing. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you. <laughs> he was. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty damn amazing. Guy, yeah, you know? That would be. I heard he was, he was amazing, but I didn't know that amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but uh, it, it, so you, you, when, when a person's not here, you really can't, mm-hmm. you know, talk for them. I understand right. that. And I, I just. Yeah, I wanted to put it out there. Just At least with something that sensitive, yeah. Right, obviously. obviously. Um, so I got a question. I just got done reading the new Ace Fraley book, you know, that just came out. Uh, it's called No Regrets. a great read, you know, and you can tell in there how much Ace Fraley, you know, after Peter Chris had left the band, you could really tell the, the friendship that was formed between Ace and Eric. And, you know, how they really kind of, you know, stuck together because it seemed like, you know, Ace was outvoted now at this point when it came to band decisions. Eric was treated as an employee, so they just kind of gravitated towards each other. There's a story in there about the uh, the breakout track, the car jam track that Ace, that Ace was working on. And he asked Eric if he would come and play the drums in the studio on that track. And according to the book, Eric said, man, I'd love to do it. And then when he went to try to get permission from Gene and Paul to do it, they they shut him down. And Ace said, you know, he could tell Eric was really upset about it, and Ace was upset about it too. I mean, do you, do you were were you aware of any of that going on between Ace and, and the band, and Eric being kind of caught in the middle of that kind of thing? I know he couldn't play outside band, and I knew. So it was just the but bottom I mean, line he rule. Went out a few times uh, when early on on in the band, and people. Um, would ask him to come up on stage if he wanted to play the drums just in local clubs, and he couldn't. So it wasn't just but, Ace, really. It was uh, in general, part he of can't the contract, play. probably, yeah. Right. Yeah. But I mean, uh, you know, <clears throat> me personally, I say, ah, come on, what's the matter? You can't be a little flexible. Yeah, yeah it's just I would think But so. that's yeah. me personally, but, right. you know, I guess, of course, he's going to be disappointed. He, he loved Ace. I'm sure he wanted to do other projects, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did he uh, did he have any particular memories that he would share with you guys about Ace? Or as you said, I guess he didn't he didn't talk a lot about no, work. No, Ace was with him a lot. No, when he when my brother was sick, Ace was always there. 
He was. In okay. terms of like, you know, my brother would go see him at his studio. My mother and father lived upstate and Ace lived nearby. Mm-hmm. You know, within the upstate area. Right. And my brother would be there basically and they'd play and from from what I gather, you know, there there is some music um that was done. Um, if it ever surfaces like I said, I don't know either. You know, mm-hmm. it could be gone. You, you have tapes, you never know what happens to them. Right. right. But um, Ace was helping my brother a lot to cope with what, was, what he was going through. Sure. And, you know, he was there for him. Right. He was there for him. Well, that's. Uh, I'm glad to hear that because yeah. I always got the impression that Ace and, and Eric had a certain kinship between the two of them. Oh, they really did. My brother loved, loved him. He did. Yeah. And we were, actually, before we called you up, we were watching the uh, clip of when they were, inter- the, it was the outtakes of when they were introducing Eric as a member of the band, and Ace was, let's just say, in a happier mood. Mm. And uh, He was in a real good mood for that one. It was just so oh, funny yeah, watching yeah. that. <laughs> too good. Yeah, too good. <laughs> two. You're supposed to say like to introduce See, you guys don't know the lines. Wake up. Wake up. Okay. Right, what's Do it Hello, Australia. This is Gene Simmons of Kiss, and I'd like to introduce you to... Paul Stanley of Kiss, who wants to introduce you to Ace Bailey of Kiss. What's the name of the new drummer? All right. I think his name is... I remember. I remember. His name is Eric Carr, and he's incredible. Okay. Now get out of here. Take 456. Action! Hello, Australia. This is Gene Simmons of Kiss, and I'd like to introduce you to... Paul Stanley of Kiss, who's going to introduce you to Ace Fraley of Kiss, who's going to introduce you to... Ace Fraley of Kiss, who is... Okay. 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 In Hollywood, I did. Off. Yeah, I have. Seen I mean, that. you hear him laughing. I mean, like you cannot help but crack up. Yeah. When he, yeah. I thought that but was. That, that was a nice time. He, you know, was nice to my parents. There's a couple of cards in the set that my parents took of him doing that and stuff. So. Oh, that's cool. You know, yeah. You know, I, I mean, I, it, it's going to be cool. I hope. I hope it's like the CD. Let, let's put it this way. I'm not looking at it from a, um, a perspective of um. You know, Kiss Corporation. I'm looking <laughs> at it from you know my brother's stuff, right? And that's how I'm presenting it. You know, I I look at a photo and I say, oh my god, I don't like that photo. And then somebody like yourself look and say, oh my god, look at that. These the nurse from Doctor Love because you know the the kids are pretty cool because I had a couple of shots that um I didn't even see it and one kid picked it up and says, look, that's Paul Stanley with with a nurse on the stage. <laughs> now, and now I guess they did use a nurse on Dr. Love, didn't they? You mean on the song? Yeah. When they play live? When they played it live? When they played live. 
I'm not sure I remember that. It, it, now they may have during one of those '80s tours. It's possible they yeah, may have been Tracy Lords. Of him with a nurse and the nurse <laughs> is next Fox. to him. Oh, it's Samantha Fox. That's it. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> we were saying it may have been Samantha Fox because that's who was dating Paul at the time. But, yeah, well, who knows who the nurse was? But right. yeah. you know, it's just that it, it's like to me, I would have never thought anything of the shot. You know. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then somebody says, oh, no, that's a great shot. You should use it. Or, you know, just things like the logo. I don't take notice of the logo <laughs> being different from when it's in Germany to when it's in France. Oh, gosh. But, but the kids see such stuff. It's like, oh, my God, what do they got? Radar? Oh, so it's a like, perspective thing. You're you know? preaching to the choir. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you, the Kiss fans are amazing. That's why, you know, I, I have friends that are Kiss fans and, or, you know, really fans of my brother, and I ask them for their help. I say, what would you like to see? Or, you know, do you think this is nice? And, mm-hmm. and you know, they, they really help. Yeah. They love it. They enjoy it. They say yes to everything. Yes, more, yeah. more, oh, yes, yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They I, like the shop. Yeah, if you ask me what I want to see, I'll just say everything. Yeah. So. I, just just <laughs> more. Just keep it coming. Yeah, just me, keep it coming. I've seen this for so many years. It's like, to me, it's, you know, if I see... Uh, handwritten notes it's handwritten just stuff my brother's stuff right but then you you read it like as the years have gone by and everything i see finds a place like like i saw lyrics written once and then i saw his song on brian adams album and i says oh let me see and i said that was the lyrics he he wrote the lyrics and you understand like everything Mm -hmm. like i'll see things for the elder (laughs) <laughs> and then I'll read something, and then I'll say, oh, this was what this was. or, And it, it's still going on 20 yeah. years later. And so I'll, is it like I'll, a puzzle for you, huh? homes for things, you know? Yeah. And I'll tell you, if uh, you mentioned The Elder, if you have anything from The Elder, that's, that is high-prized stuff for KISS fans. Well, it's, it, I have stuff, per se, in, in terms of, like, I, I'll tell you this much, they were alternate versions for all the songs. Mm, yeah. There's a couple of songs that were never released. Yeah. Um, could, there's about be released in the future. stage <laughs> designs for a show. Really? Uh, things like that. There's handwritten notes and stuff. But I see, I, I can't really put that out. Right. You know. I, yeah, because I mean, you'd have I to... Guess, well, kind of get permission from the rest of the band. We, know. You know, like you said, you know, I guess you know you put the logo on there. There's going to be trouble. You know, yeah, but no, I wouldn't put the logo. I mean, there's you know handwritten notes on the back of uh, the Kiss, uh, the Elder biography by Gene wrote. You know, correcting mm-hmm. notes and stuff, and it's my stuff. Right. I right. mean, it's it's my brother's. He took it home. It's his. Mm-hmm. Um, there's costume design drawings. Oh, I'd kill you know, like from nineteen eighty two. Before they yeah, before I think they got in Vinny. Right. This was after Ace left. Um so a lot of them my brother did, you know, and a lot of them are, you know, sketches. They're mine. I mean I didn't I don't didn't draw them or mm. he didn't you know, some he drew. But you know, it's it's it's, it's stuff my that's stuff. Fallen I can do what possession. I want with it, but mm. I probably would put it out without, you know, charging for it. Right. Okay. You know, just to share it out there. Yeah, just, you know, what you can do is, you know, make yourself make a... Is there an Eric Carr official website? Oh, yeah, yeah, you got to go <clears> there. <throat> you got to put a link or something. With I will. To go there. What would the... EricCarr.com. Go there and go into the archive folders on the top and go look at... Just dig deep and you'll see all stuff from, from years ago when he was older. You'll see... You'll actually see there were some... Uh, uh, what are they? Alternate shots... For the Unmasked tour book, there's wow. um, I have all the the um, 
what do you call them, printer proofs for the Creatures of the Night album cover. Oh, that's cool. Like, yeah, there's like eight of them there, like three feet by three feet. There's, um, you know, the the original photos that from Love It Loud poster where you see the sheets in the back. And uh-huh. Yeah? Wow. Yeah, that's cool, nice yeah. Stuff. Oh, I'd love, love to see we that. we got to go check that out. That's yeah. ericcar.com. Yeah, yeah. So you everybody... The me- I think there's on the top link, there's a memorabilia, and go and click, there's like 25 different links there, and it'll, it'll show you, you know, uh, press photo corrections from, you know, Creatures of the Night and things. There's a lot of other stuff there, too, like, you know, mem- more memorabilia things that I have. So like the site visits that. are jumping up right now as we speak. Yeah. <laughs> no, my favorite that I, uh, is for my niece and in 1982, this was for the elder. They received an award. In uh, you remember that magazine? Um, what's it called? It's still out, I think. It's a German magazine or a Swedish. Or something. Oh, is it poster okay magazine? Okay, or something. Okay. Yeah, I think there was Okay magazine from Sweden. Yeah, something like that. And and they give out a, a black Smurf and a gold Smurf. I've seen a picture of Eric holding that. Yeah, yeah, I have that award. That's for the elder. Oh, and wow. that's for the worst or the strangest album of the year. That would yeah, <laughs> that will definitely get that award every time, won't yeah. it? The elder. That's, that's, where we're, that's probably one of the only awards they've ever gotten for something being bad. Unusual yeah. or bad. Yeah. <laughs> that's what Chris and I were kinda of talking about that and you know, I gotta imagine at that time, you know, Eric was probably just as happy as could be just to be involved with KISS. But did he ever give you the sense that, you know, this isn't the kiss that I knew when I came into this. This is really strange. Did he ever say anything about the experience of recording that album or anything? He, well, I think he, he hated his hair, that's for sure. He hated the way they cut it. <laughs> yeah, they all cut All right, that yeah. was his pride and joy. But I think he was a little disappointed in how uh, Under the Rose came out. I think he mm-hmm. wanted, he didn't like the, the um... The, the choir type of thing. Yeah. Like the, as much as it was. Yeah, he had he had different thoughts for the song. But, you know, you're not really going to say anything, you know. Sure, not in that position. Not but, about that soon, you know. And But there were a lot of things planned for the elder. I mean, there's, like, stage designs, and they have where they pull somebody up on stage, and they go to a wishing well and all oh, kinds wow. of stuff. And, and, a, and a lot of, you know, a lot of the stuff that's written, like, my brother wrote some notes about ideas, and, and these ideas, you got to remember, they go back um, to, like, 1982, and... He has notes about Kiss, you know, going to the Intrepid or Kiss performing with Stephen, you know, Stephen King in one of Stephen King's novels and, you know, just stuff that you're seeing now, actually. It's really weird about holograms on the drums and lasers shooting from the sticks and all stuff that they do now. That's crazy. He, yeah, he definitely yeah. had a had a future vision of, of what was going going to happen. Well, that just goes to show yeah. how creative. I mean, I could guy throw those out there. That's not a big deal because I'm not selling them. Sure, you know right. what I mean. It would just be to share. Yeah, 
and it's it's their drawings. They're not, you know, you, you don't see the Kiss logo because it, all it says on the top is like 1982. Yeah, is written, you know. But uh, there's legal legality with everything. Right. Sure. Do we have a uh, a tentative idea mm-hmm. of when the uh, cards are going to be coming out? Uh, as soon as I could get my lazy butt to finish them, I'm, I'm actually <laughs> working on them right now. I mean, I'm gonna. There's going to be artist cards in there. A couple of the artists that were on the CD. Uh-huh. Okay, that's that's uh, you know, introductory cards in there, and it's going to be pretty cool. I would figure around February to March. Okay, cool. I will let you know because I want you to say something about California. Absolutely. Yeah. Now that okay. we're talking about it, now, now people are going to be knocking I'll on your door you wanting maybe, them. I'll send you one card. Oh, you're one the card. I, I want the one with Eric Carr. <laughs> that, that I'm not worried about, you know. But, uh, yeah, I think the kids are going to enjoy it. I'm trying for that, and I'm trying. My goal for this year is maybe a figurine, like, you know, the, like Sideshow did. Uh-huh. For, for my brother, but yeah. there's so those things, you know, kids can do all that kind of stuff because it's like a big mega machine where... You know, you just tell somebody, we'll find out, you know, how to do this, that. And we, and and it's easy, but for someone like myself, it's like, oh, my God, how am I going to go through now? What do I so do? that's the difference, Gene China? Simmons. I don't know how to do that. And, <laughs> and Gene Simmons could just say, ah, make it happen. You know, exactly. it's done. Yeah, yeah that's, the, that's what having power is. So, you know, something that's really simple for somebody else is very hard for me. And, and I've been working on this for a year for an actual you know, figurine, not like a bobblehead. Mm-hmm. This is like a real statue with him standing with a stick. And, cool. I know, would like that. Looking like him. I mean, so we'll see. I got the, I got the feeler out there. And then I'm into some other projects, you know. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a really cool interview tape somebody gave me that's never been released in it. And boy, it's good. It's oh, yeah? Good. Yeah? Nice. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I just learned something, things about my brother that I never thought... It was in 1990, and the guy asked such candid questions that a lot of the answers that I didn't have a chance to ask my brother are in there, and I know I'm in the right direction. So. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah, it's like an, a two-hour interview. I mean, it's but we're going to edit it and do a few things and maybe put out a little another little CD, but nothing gigantic like this one. It's just going to be maybe four or five exclusive little things maybe for his birthday that the kids could buy for, you know, seven, eight bucks. Right. Just to cover it, basically. Yeah. Um, But, uh, yeah, we're going to do something like that. That'll be cool. And, you know, it's hard. It's it's very hard because um, my brother's not here to promote anything, you know? Right. Yeah. And he wouldn't be. I wouldn't be doing this. But it's it's hard. Mm -hmm. But the CD was a success because, uh, you know, for 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 the response and for him not being here, then something good is happening for him. Yeah. Well, that must be very gratifying for you to know too that you know even after all this time, after all these years, you know we the Kiss fans and I can't speak for everybody, but I think I can speak pretty openly on this that you know we all loved Eric Carr. I mean, I can't think of any Kiss fan that ever said, "Oh man, yeah, I don't like Eric Carr." Never, you know mm-hmm. that that just doesn't happen. You know, there's some guys that like this guy, some guys that like that guy, yeah. some guys that take sides on certain issues and things within Kiss, mm-hmm. but right. never do you hear anybody ever say, "I don't like Eric Carr." Or, I thought. You know, yeah, I didn't think he was that great of a drummer but for there Kiss. Was no, there's, there's no, there was no cause for that. No. Never. And there never you know, will be, you know. He didn't have an attitude problem. He, he's, 
you know, he, he, he was just an all-around nice person. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he wasn't an angel. I tell people that, you know, he, he, he had his vices, you know. He wasn't drugs. He no. liked his women, and, you know, he, he drank once in a while, but uh, he was a good guy overall, and he had respect for the fans. And, and, you know, when you give love, it comes back to you ten times more. Well, I want to commend you for what you've done, because speaking on behalf of the fans, for for keeping his memory alive, because it, I mean, it, it so easily could have been, you know, no, nothing put out over so many years, and you've done a great job with keeping his stuff out there. And I want to thank you for for doing that. Yeah, thank so you very I much. Thank you know, the fans, yeah. the we, fans are the ones. Without them, I would have <coughs> nothing wouldn't happen well we love eric carr and we love you for keeping the uh the memory and the legacy alive because it's a he's a man who deserves it through and through you know such a huge part of kiss huge part of rock and roll in general and as you say just a all-around likable guy and you know i mean you're his sister you know and i get a little choked up thinking about you know it's been a long time you know and and i miss eric carr Mm -hmm. you know i really deep down in my heart and my soul i miss eric carr you know and that's more than just being a fan of kiss and more than just being a fan of rock you know, because he's the kind of guy that, you know, you hear dirty, rotten stories about dirty, rotten people that yeah. do dirty, rotten things all the time, you know, and get away with it because they're famous or whatever. Here's a guy that, you know, and it probably attests a lot to the fact that he came from, you know, fixing stoves and, and you know, doing just yep. jobs like, you know, any other normal person. And then all of a sudden having all that thrust upon him and the way he dealt with it, you know. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys that would go from, you know, working the Joe job to being in Kiss, you know, four months later, they'd Vinny yep. Vincent out on you every time, <laughs> but not Eric well, Carr. Know, somebody told me a story of one of his friends that he was slept by his house one night and they, they were upstairs and they heard something in the kitchen and they thought somebody broke into the house. And my brother was downstairs fixing their stove. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, wow. Was like, you know, he just, he loved fixing the stove. Yeah. He, no, and, he, and that's why in, the, in one little part of the interview that, that we're going to put out, he, he, you know, when my dad and him used to go to Brooklyn and all these places, there's no way you're going to get under a stove and not roaches falling all over you. You know yeah. that? Yeah. They would come home with roaches. Well, they didn't have to come home with roaches. We had our own, so. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they, they brought some friends home for them to visit, you know. But uh, my fault, you know, my brother used to get them all over his face. And, and so that, but that was all part of it after a while. But, he, yeah, he, he loved doing it whenever he would go to state. He would always fix my mother's stove or check it. Because my father would never, you know how that is when you're, you you're you fix you don't you're the last one to fix your own stuff you know yeah you do it all day long who wants to do it when you get home yeah my mother always <laughs> yell at my father why are you fixing the stove what's going on you need a stove in i can't get my stove fixed because yeah, he's like i you fixed know, eight yeah. of them today. yeah call call the, call the office and set up an appointment woman <laughs> <laughs> that's what everybody does right right yeah <laughs> well, well um, i want to commend you on your great website oh too. thank you so great much job you're doing and that's, That's really cool. Well, Keep it up. Well, thank you so much. It means a lot coming from you. And so is EricCar.com the place to go to get unfinished business? Yes, it's there. You can go to Amazon. You can go to iTunes. You can go all over. It's all over the place. Okay. You know? And we'll, but we'll, when you come to our website, you get a free pick with it. Oh, well, that's that's the best place that's to go. That's the place then. to go, yeah. then. EricCar.com, everybody. <laughs> go check it out. And we'll put a link up in the show notes for this show. And... Uh, I just want to thank you again for coming on with us, and uh, thanks for answering the questions for us. Well, thank you, and it's been my pleasure, and I hope to come on again and talk to you again somewhere down the line. 
Well, there you go, folks. That's it. That's our interview with Loretta Caravella. Me and Aaron had a great time talking with her. Be sure to go to ericcar.com and pick up that Unfinished Business CD. There will be links in the show notes for all that good stuff and all the cool archive stuff you can check out at ericcar.com. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash decibelgeek, at Twitter, at decibelgeekpod, and, of course, the main website, www.dbgeekshow.blogspot.com. Got lots of cool revamping going on on the website, so it may look a little squirrely at times, but uh, it'll get better and better and better, I promise. Lots of cool interviews coming up in the future. I'm not going to tell you what they are because it's a surprise, but uh, keep staying tuned to the Decibel Geek Podcast and uh, go, to, go rate us or review us on iTunes if you can. It would mean the whole world to us. You can even say we suck. I don't care. But me and Aaron will be back next week with another new show, and we hope you have a great week. See you later. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.